You're listening to a DM podcast. I'm not even interested in, in law or physics or chemistry or any kind of science or, or even medicine or law. I'm not interested in any of that. The only career fields I would pursue outside of acting would be railways or working with animals. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of Mr. A+. Joining us today is someone who is an old teacher of mine from my TAFE days. TAFE stands for Technical and Further Education. He was one of my favourite teachers back in the day. Today's guest and I are going to talk about my TAFE days and his passion for teaching. Without further ado, let's give a warm welcome for my old friend, Michael D'Souza. Thank you so much, Michael. It's a pleasure to be here, and I was so delighted that you invited me along. It, not at all. It's my pleasure. Thank you for taking your time to come up here and do this podcast. How are you doing and your family? Well, I'm doing extremely well. My family is extremely well. I have a large family, as you may know. Everybody is going well. And in myself, I would say that my life is just going wonderful. Do you have any details? As you're aware, I actually moved in with my elderly father about a year and a half ago, and I'm now residing not far from where you reside. Yep, that's right, just around the corner. That's correct. And Dad is 93 years old. He's very good for 93 years old. But it provides a lot of comfort for me to be there in the house. We have meals together, we talk together, we have a glass of wine... And he spends a lot of his days in bed because he's 93. Yeah. Uh, his mobility is good enough to get around the house. I have a lot of siblings, which I won't go through them all. However, uh, everybody looks after my father. But I suppose the biggest thing in my life over the last 18 months was moving in with him back to the old family house, which you know the house, the very large house. So it's not odd It's very nice to be in the house, but I'm now 61 years old. And the last time I lived in that house, I was 17. So it's been a long time. Uh, But I could only say positive things about it. All of my siblings are doing very well. They live around the country, in Melbourne, in Sydney, in Wollongong. Uh, My personal life, as you know, I'm not married, but I have some wonderful people in my life and I have a very special woman in my life. What more can I say, Michael? Uh, I have friends. I have people like yourself who it's always delightful to be in contact with you. I see you on the street doing your evening walk. What more can I say? Life, life is fantastic. And it sounds like you have a great life. I do a lot of travelling, and I've recently come back from Uganda. I showed you a couple of photographs. Yes. And I think you were quite impressed. Yes, I was. I showed you the wildlife, the people there, wonderful. We discussed how people around the world are different, but they're all wonderful. Well, from your time in Africa, you literally just described paradise. Absolutely. Life is a bit tougher there. And travelling there, it's it's not going to the Riviera. No. But it's certainly worth it. Sounds, sounds like something I could look into at some point. Why not? Absolutely. The highlight there was the gorillas. There's many things to do there. 
But when you're doing the gorillas, if you're 104 years old and you can't trek through the jungle for two hours to find them, they'll carry you on a chair. Wow. It's, a, it's available to anybody. I hope these gorillas are, are protected. They certainly are. Did you see any rhinos there? The rhinos are in the north of Uganda. I didn't see rhinos. I saw all the other animals, the wildlife. I didn't see rhinos. But you talked about the protection of the gorillas. They're all national parks now. And Good. all of the money you spend in order to see the gorillas, it all goes back into the conservation of the gorillas. Thank God. Because all, because these animals require require protection because there are still, still poachers out there. When you go trekking, you have the option of hiring a porter. And if you hire a porter, they will carry your little day pack or whatever because you're in the jungle for, I don't know, six hours, seven hours trekking. Yeah. They'll carry your backpack but they'll also help you, and it's very steep terrain. So these porters are there to You have one porter, not mandatory. You don't have to hire a porter. If you do, you need to pay them $20 US minimum. You can pay them more if you want. It's up to you. But the thing is, most of the porters there used to be poachers. So you're providing them an income. They're doing the right thing. There's no more well, they're trying to eradicate the poaching. So you're contributing as well to the conservation of the gorillas in that way and giving the poachers a, an income and a way of life. But wait, do they, do they still poach animals? It still goes on in Africa, in many parts of Africa. And the reason it goes on is, let's say, for example, ivory, the tusks and that. The, the world is stamping it out or trying to stamp it out. But there is still a market for it. So if there's a market for it, that means there's the temptation to go and slaughter the animal and take the ivory or the rhino horn or whatever they're going to yeah, do. Yeah, I know. And the money they get from that, I've heard it's equivalent to a year's wages. So it's very difficult for that particular person to not do it so they can provide. However, what they're looking into is what can we do so? For example, with the gorillas, if we have the poachers there, are now taking tourists into the jungle and they're lovely people and they're making money that way, then it works. I see. We need more people on this, on this earth that care about the well-being of animals because the people who don't care about animals just sicken me because Africa should be a, a, a safe haven for animals. Not just Africa. Asia, South America, North America... Australia, everywhere in the world yeah. should be a haven for animals. And I think that we're getting there. Right. But there's still a lot more work to be done. That was a very wonderful story. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. And I have to ask you, what is the course that you teach at TAFE? Sure. I'd love to talk to you about my career at TAFE. I do want to add uh, that as we're speaking today... You're speaking to me as your ex-teacher. You're speaking to me as your friend. Mm. So I'm not representing TAFE. I'm Michael D'Souza. Yeah. So my, my career at TAFE, I started at TAFE 1999 in Sydney, 2000-nothing, then 2001 I came to Wollongong and really kick-started my career at TAFE. Ah. So when I first began, it was fantastic because I was travelling to Sydney and I was working at the Sydney Olympic site which was mm. unbelievable to be involved in the Olympics. And I was a teacher on site and we were doing wonderful 
cabins for the athletes, but the whole experience was a once in a lifetime thing. Mm. So I did that for a year or so, and then I didn't do much tape teaching, and then I applied to Wollongong, and I was successful in going on a list of part-time teaching. So they, I was doing my own thing, my own work as a joiner, carpenter joiner, yeah. and uh, they would ring me occasionally because they needed a relief teacher. And then I got my own class. So then I had every week, I had one day, every week I'm definitely going to TAFE and doing that class. And then it expanded from there. And I've been doing it now for quite some time at Wollongong. It is very rewarding in many ways. It's stimulating to me. I get to meet a lot of people like yourself, which is a wonderful thing. I get to work in my passion, which is the woodworking side of things. Yeah. And I work with a very nice group of colleagues. That sounds like you have a lot to appreciate. Absolutely. And I need to remind myself sometimes when I get a bit cranky at work, I have to step back and go, oh, hang on a second. Look how good I've got it. Yeah. Sometimes I need to do that myself too. I'm not intellectually gifted. In terms of working, Mm -hmm. I'm more gifted in performing or using my hands to do the work. Yes. So your passion is acting? Yeah. What do you call it? Voice, not voiceover, voice... Acting. Voice acting? Well, acting in general. Yep. Covers all aspects. Voices, theatre, etc. So in my opinion, Michael, the way to be successful in whatever you do, you do the thing that you love. If you do the thing that you love, you will excel at it because you want to do it. I'm not even interested in, in law or physics or chemistry or any kind of science or or even medicine or law. I'm not interested in any of that. The only career fields I would pursue outside of acting would be railways or working with animals. You can do all three. How is that possible? Oh, it's easy. So let's say you're an actor and you're successfully working in the acting profession. You might pursue something as a hobby in railways, which may lead to something, doesn't necessarily have to, in regard to your love of animals it might start with a holiday like i did and you've seen the animals this might show something to you that you may want to get involved in i'm not saying you would yeah uh i'll tell you an example so there's a musician who just toured australia called rod stewart yeah i know you know of rod stewart so he's you know he's 79 or 80 now still does a great show i saw him a couple of weeks ago fantastic however his great hobby is collecting train model trains. Now, I know you're interested in real trains and steam trains and what have you. Yeah. He loves model trains. So he was seen in Sydney a couple of weeks ago. Oh, he popped into a hobby shop. Yeah, yeah. He's a worldwide superstar, but he's like anyone else. He has his different things that he really gets a lot of enjoyment out of. Yeah. One of those is model trains, and he popped into the shop and he bought some model trains. And I'm no stranger to collecting either. What do you collect? Yowies. I've now collected 166 of them. That's a lot. I also collect Thomas Wooden Railway items because I love love timber. Well, because, I know that because you did my course. Yes, yes. I'll be getting to that in a moment. I also collect Funko sodas. What is that? Funko sodas. Funko is um a company that distrib- that 
makes products like pop vinyl figures. Okay. Those figures that you find in I know collectible vinyl. stores. I know pop vinyl. But there are some that, that, cu- that come in cans. Oh. I only collect those because it's pretty cool. Sounds pretty I figure cool. in a can. And because cans remind you of, of beverages on a hot summer day. Fair enough. And the other thing is, with the Funko sodas, I only collect Hanna-Barbera characters because I don't collect any of the Marvel or DC or Disney figures. I only collect the Hanna-Barbera ones because I just love Hanna-Barbera content. Where do you put all this stuff that you collect? In drawers. Why don't you make some shelving? Because you're capable of doing that because you're in my course. I don't have... Because I don't have the tools or, or, or the space to to build um, shelves, and the other thing is, yes, you do. I just saw your garage this morning. You got a double garage, and you say, yeah, but move the cars out for a day, set up a table. You could do that. Make would, some nice little shelving. Yes, but I would require machinery. No, you don't. Remember the first few subjects we did? We did hand tools, Michael. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, so it's not all about portable power tools. Shelving. How easy is that? Yeah. You can make little – well, you don't have to, but I'm just saying what yeah. a nice way to display all the things you have. Well, I don't. they don't need to be displayed because they're only for my pleasure. Oh, I disagree. I think you should display them. And then the pleasure as you walk – imagine one of the sides of your garage with all of that and little tiny shelves all on display. You get great pleasure in that. And any time someone came to visit you, you could show them your collection. Yes, but – There'd be the increased risk of them being stolen by someone. I don't want to take chances like that. I think the risk is low, but fair enough. Fair enough. I don't like. I don't like taking any chances. Yes, I know that. Anyway, back to your question. Before you yeah. talked about, I said you can do all three. Your yeah. your your interest in acting, your interest in the railway, and your interest in animals. Yep. Your life goes on for a long time. And in your life, I know. You, you can have these passions and you can be involved in all of them. I also have to ask you, what are some of your proudest moments of being a TAFE teacher? I think, Michael, if I narrowed it down, it would be at the end of the three years to see a, a whole class You've got through the three years, you've passed, and it's goodbye. And it's a lovely thing for me. It's a bit sad. I used to feel it. I used to have like separation anxiety, whereas I've been with a class for three years. And I have a lot of classes. Every year a new class starts. But that group of people, I'll be with them for three years. So at the end of the three years, it's, oh, goodbye. And most people I don't see anymore. You, of course, I have. Um, I bump into people occasionally and they've done very well some have gone on to open their own business some have gone out of the industry and they're doing something else but i think that the nicest thing michael is um at the end of the three years to say goodbye to everybody and that's a chapter of your life a small chapter of your life that i've been a part of so i'm having an influence on people positive influence on people if i was to narrow it down i'd say that is the greatest thing and that's why i'm a teacher that's wonderful news. Some people that exited the the industry, I was certainly one of them. But it was because um, during during my tape days, working with timber was what I wanted to do at the time. But then, 
years later, Love on the Spectrum happened. Then not long after that, I was given a chance to pursue acting, so I grabbed it and I just couldn't let it go. I just had to take the chance. But being a TAFE student was actually one of the most enjoyable chapters of my life book. Oh, I'm so happy you said that. I really enjoyed being a TAFE student, more than being a high school student. We have lots of chapters in our lives. Yeah. And... It's all worthwhile. Whether or not you use it again, maybe you will, because you might build some shelving in your garage for all your yowies. Maybe you won't. Um, that's not going to happen. I know. It's not going to happen. But I just want to mention, you may know this. Harrison Ford is a very successful actor. Mm-hmm. But what did he do before acting? I have no idea. I'm going to tell you. He was a carpenter. Ooh. And if you watch the movie Witness, Harrison Ford's character, he's working with the police or something. Anyway, he's investigating something in the Amish community. And you know of the Amish community? They don't use modern stuff. Technology. They don't, no. don't use motor cars and telephones and they won't have the yeah. internet. It's just their, their thing. So in this movie, he's in this particular community and they're building houses and he's doing it. And you just look at it and go, well... That's sort of harking back to what he did originally. Mm. So it's always with you. Always with you. Mm-hmm. So you as a shop fitter, 20 years from now, you've still got that qual, and you never know when you're going to use it. Yeah, maybe. I think you'll be married one day and you'll have a house, Yeah. and you just wait. All the things that you can do yourself, rather than hiring someone, you can do it yourself. Well, in terms of a house, I'd rather have a cottage. Something... Simple and humble and cosy and easy to maintain. Sounds wonderful. A mansion would never do. Because after all, a, a house is a place to live, not not something to help you show off to the public. Very true. Have you got any idea where you'd like that cottage to be? Well, because I'm pursuing acting, I have to live close to where the work is. Whether it's Sydney or Melbourne... Because I did meet somebody in Melbourne, and we're taking things slowly at the moment. Well, that's a good way to take them. But we enjoy each other's company. I finally got a copy of that book she, she authored. She's written a book? Yeah, she wrote a book. It's called My Balkan Heart. I've, I'm up, up to, like, the second chapter. And it's intriguing. Is it nice reading a book where you know the yeah. author? Yeah. You know her, and so you're reading her work. Yeah. In fact, I even had a date with this author. You one up on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was actually one of the most enjoy, one of the biggest highlights of my second time in Melbourne two weeks ago. Oh, this is only two weeks ago? Yep. Oh, how wonderful. Yes. How nice. When are you going to head back to Melbourne? Maybe in a month or so. And... Um, <clears throat> Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll continue with that topic a little, yes, in a sure, little bit. Sure, um, sure. I have to ask you, when you teach your students, what do they construct on the practical side? It may have changed a little bit when you were there, but the first thing we do is just cut timber. We make little timber joints where the timber goes together, and that's yeah. just to teach you skills with using chisels and mallets and hammers yeah, and saws. Right. Then we, we did, I think you did an oil stone case. Yeah, that's right. That was the first thing that we that I made at in the first year at TAFE. Yeah. 
it was an Allstone case, but yeah. I eventually gave that to somebody else because I had no use for it. Well, let me tell you what we do now is we do the same principles, but I changed it and we now make a jewellery box. Same skills are required, but it's useful. It's something that's worthwhile. We put a little lid on it with a, a um, I call it piano hinge. It's continuous hinging. And mm. so it's a little box that opens up like that. How nice. Then after that, you made a toolbox, I think, a carry-all toolbox. Yes. Okay, we don't do that anymore. We make a picture frame. Did you do a picture frame? Yeah, I did. But I eventually gave that to somebody else. Well, that's okay. It's nice to make things and give them away. It's another yeah. joy of the trade. We also made a key rack. You did. I believe you made a beverage rack for bottles and... Yeah. That I, was your major project. In I eventually fun. donated that to a friend. That's good, Michael. Did they appreciate it? Yeah, they did. But oh, I also had no use for that either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you remember why we made that? Hand oh, skills? No, you were using machinery. It was the end of the stage one. The yeah. reason we did that is when you needed to put a surface finish on it so you could stain it and you went into the spray booth and you were yeah. spraying it with clear lacquer. Yeah. So that was the actual unit that you were doing but then we were using your skills, the machinery, that to make something worthwhile. And then you had to code it with various finishes. I actually remember that in stage one, I actually also, we also made um, plaques. You did. And you made that lovely heart. Yep. I'm still yet to present it to someone. Oh, you still got it there, but, though. But I also forgotten how to, how to attach the, the frame around the, the glass. Oh, the beading. Yeah. To make it decorative. Yeah. Okay. You can do that. All you've got to do is get – you've put a lacquer on it, a lacquer finish. You've put a clear finish on it. But I'm also thinking about taking the plug to to a place that um, spray paints um, wooden items to mm -hmm. have it spray painted into, into a, a lovely colour. I've decided that I don't think it would be worth me taking it to her – presenting it to, to a woman in a – in a bland timber colour, it'd be better if, it's, if it has paint. But what I would say to you, if you're going to change it, you need to sand all that stuff off. You can't go yeah, over that lacquer. I know. So you've got some work to do. Why don't you make another plug? Just make another one. I'm happy with the one that I made. You're happy with one you made, but you want to change it so it's more appealing to whoever you're going yeah. to give it to? I do know a place that could get it done for me. Again, this is just my opinion, Mike. You know, the nicest thing about that plaque, you made it. Yeah, I did. That's the nicest thing, that you're going to give it to someone. You made that. You did the whole lot. You didn't buy it from a shop. Yeah. So that's from you. That's true. I also need to ask you, why do you love working with wood? Oh, that's a good question. You know my parents' house, you yep. know, and it's a very large house because a very large family. Mm-hmm. And uh, the house needed to be expanded as the family grew. So it started off a very small, before I was born, a very small three-bedroom weatherboard house. Wow. Yeah. And then over the years, more and more children came along, and so my parents had to expand the house. Yeah. And when I was 11, 12 years old, the second story was built on top of the house. And the builder and the carpenter, they were there every day wow. doing this work. And I was a school kid. I was looking at what they were doing. 
And it just dawned on me, I wouldn't mind doing that. And it's always been in me. Like, we used to have TV series. Kung Fu was a TV series when I was very young. But I made some nunchucks. I think they're illegal now. You know, there's things on the chain. Just because of the yeah. TV show. I'm not aggressive, but the TV. So I've always been working with wood. And then I realised, I wouldn't mind doing this. And then when I was 15, my parents, I said, I would like to be a carpenter. That's what I'd like to do. And then my mum especially, she was really good because I come from an academic family. And the siblings above me went to university, went to university, went to university. So I just assumed I've got to go to university. So I have to go to year 12, which was sixth form then. And my mum said, you want to be a carpenter? Yeah. Oh, well, you leave school next year, year 10. Do I? Yeah, yeah. The path to be a, a tradesperson is to leave school in year 10 and you get an apprenticeship. And so that's what I did. And I was very lucky, Michael, because it's many, many years later and I still love it. I chose something that I really enjoy. So I said to you earlier, look, if you can find something that you really enjoy, then work becomes a pleasure. And so for me, it's still a pleasure to do that. However, I moved into teaching. I owe that to my elder brother. He's a teacher. He's a qualified lawyer, but he chose to teach English to foreign students at university. And then he saw an ad in the Sydney Morning Herald one time, and he said, Mick, they're hiring TAFE teachers. You should look at this. And that's what I got into teaching. So I owe my brother for that. As he says, I took it somewhere. From there, okay, I made something of it. But the spark in teaching came from my brother. Wow. Yeah, pretty good. How many siblings do you have? Six siblings. Yeesh. Yeah. How many sisters? Three sisters. One has passed away, unfortunately, but in life that happens. Uh, So three sisters and three brothers. How can somebody bear having seven kids? I've known families that have ten. Just like Eddie Murphy. Has he really? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. But it's wonderful. You've got two siblings, is that right? Yeah. You've got three children in your family. That's a nice size. I'd rather have just two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why is that? Just two kids because... Oh, you'd rather have two? Yeah. Okay. Because it's the most affordable and because any more than two is too much of a crowd. I can tell you, Michael, that my siblings, my family growing up, best friends, and still to this day we do a lot together, even though we're all adults own families and what have you. We do a lot together, so we're a close family, and I wouldn't want it any other way. However, I know people who were only children in the family, and they're happy too. Yeah, of course. you know, you make of it what it is. Yeah. Anyway, um, my last question for you is, would you like to share any dirt on having me in your class? What, What do you mean by that? Something you did that was a bit cheeky or...? Yeah, maybe. Or what it was like having me in your class... I remember with the whole of the class, and we won't talk about them by name, but you had a lovely group of people. No one said anything. I didn't say no. I didn't say this is Michael. Michael has Asperger's. No, no, no. What am I going to say? No, I just, nothing. You're just a student. And the other students, pretty quickly, they're looking at you because you're very forward. You say what you want to say. You have your own way. It's a little bit different. It's fine. I remember I'd come into class. The first thing I'd do is I'd give you the newspaper. I'd come to work with the newspaper, and I'd give you the newspaper. And you'd flick through the newspaper for three minutes. Yep, yep, yep. Mm. Okay. You'd ask a lot of questions. Some questions were left to centre. 
asked good questions. And I watched the other students. And they're looking at you. What's with this guy? He's a little different. But then, so quickly, he's a little different, but he's A-OK with us. And you were very accepted. Everyone loved you. And I saw the same in the canteen, when you'd go to the canteen. Yep. Remember you used to remind me about happy hour at the yep. canteen? Yep. Okay, no one else did that. But you'd put your hand up. Sir. Yes, Michael, what is it? Sir, it's happy hour. Ah, okay. We all need to go for an afternoon tea break. Yep. Because the cheeseburgers were half price or whatever it was. Yep. And then I'd talk to the, the staff at the canteen and they'd say, gee, he's a nice fella. Yes, he is. But we didn't know what to make of him when he first came here because of your directness. Because you're nothing wrong because of your personality, the way you say what you think. Yeah. You, you just say it. And it's a good thing. And I think people could learn from that. It's, it's lovely you say that. Yeah. And I saw in TAFE the way that you would interact with people. Mm. So that's what I'd say about you at TAFE. It seems like there's no dirt at all. Oh, there's one thing, but I don't want to say it. Why not? Because it's slightly rude. It was when we were finishing. You're finishing the course. Yeah. And the head teacher came in to say, well done, everybody. See you all later. Yeah. And you said to me, I've got a joke and I want to say it. And you told me the joke. And I thought, oh, I don't know if you say that. But because you're Michael Theo, you said it anyway. And the head teacher laughed and he thought it was really funny. Excellent. Yes, it was. <laughs> Fun times they were. It certainly was a very worthwhile chapter. Yes, I'm glad you think that way. I think the same. Finally, are there any questions that you wish to ask me? Michael, are you happy with the way that your life is unfolding and the things, the opportunities that are coming your way and that are being presented or that you're creating? Yes. How do you feel about that? I, I'm very proud and happy of it, of it all. The only thing is my lack of patience still kind of bothers me because these things take some time. And, and because of my lack of patience, it caused me to be as blind as a bat. What do you mean? A lot of people see these things unfolding for me, but I'm the only one that can't see it. Opportunities? Yeah. You can't see them? Because I'm the one that's blind. I usually don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Does this worry you? It doesn't worry me. It just kind of concerns me at times. But I'm also working on my patience as well because it's no fun being impatient. No. You know the old saying. What's that? Patience is a virtue. Yes, that's right. But I'm not really supposed to be impatient. Well, you can only be yourself. Your, your personality is who you are. Yeah. But then what's really good is that you can see in yourself, oh, I, need, I can improve myself in this way. Yeah. And, and you, you're a wonderful person. I think your personality is great. But everyone can do that. Everyone can learn and think, all right, if I'm a little more patient, that would create a better outcome for things. Yeah. So the fact that you know it is a good thing, and just remind yourself. Yeah. But I look forward to whatever pans out. I think it'll all be good. Even though I resigned from a full-time job last year, I have no regrets. Sometimes you have to make that decision and think, well, yeah. as good as it is, it provided you yeah. with a lot of... Skills. Self-esteem, money, all those things, yep. purpose. But if it's not what you really want to do... Therefore, when a chapter's closed, it's closed. Yeah, and you look back with fond memories. Yeah, 
when you go through life, you have to move on to the next chapter because life is like a book. You can't just go back to an old chapter and redo it. Sure. Because to finish a book, move on to the next chapter after the next. Well, sir, thank you so much for coming on today's podcast. I really appreciate it. Michael, it has been such a pleasure. I'm so pleased you asked me. And perhaps in the future, I can come back again. Yeah, that would be, that would be lovely. Thanks so much. It's my pleasure. Thank you for taking your time to come on today's episode. Mm-hmm.